Sacred preface? Yes. Okay, the, the last, but. he's the last figure described in there. Okay. So at the end of the last chapter, the last chapter deals with the two, what we refer to as Shakti Tattvas of the Panchatattva. That means Gore and Nityananda and Advaita, they're all expansions of the Godhead. Srivas and Gadada are, are manifestations of their, their Shakti. You have the, you have the you have the energetic and you have the energy. So, like, you have a fire, it generates energy, heat and light. So the shaktis are like the heat and the light, for example. So there are different kinds of shaktis. Like we have the maya shakti, we have the jiva shakti, we have the swarup shakti. I've given examples sometimes of a fire. So a fire, if you compare the fire to Krishna, then it's one composite. Hmm? It's non-dual. There's not two fires, but nonetheless, it has it has it's differentiated within itself, so to speak. So it has smoke, it has sparks, it has heat and light, and there's the fire itself. So the fire generates heat and light, it generates sparks, and it generates smoke. So, so in this analogy, the smoke is the Maya Shakti, hmm? kind of a shadow of the light, if you will. So it's a diluting. Uh, has a diluting power, hmm? and uh, of course, when we're described, and then the sparks are us, so we're like the fire, but we're small, subject to be obscured by the smoke, hmm? and um, nourished when we connect with the fire. And the heat and light of the fire is just kind of the internal energy of the fire itself. It's more difficult to d- distinguish from the fire. Hmm? So, for example. When we talk about Krishna, we talk about Radha. Radha would be like the heat and the light. Heat and light implies light implies knowing. Hmm? Um, so it's a shakti that 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 uh, is enlightened and provides enlightenment. And heat is feeling. So knowledge and love, so to speak, something like that, uh, or wise love, as I sometimes say, would mean might be a way to describe the internal. Shakti or energy, and then the, the the marginal, the in between, the spark. It could be in the smoke, it could be in the fire. Us, and then the smoke, <coughs> which is obscuring rather than illuminating in nature. And of course, um, <coughs> what we're really doing is describing the composite of what we call re- re- reality or the Godhead. So the Godhead has these shaktis. You might ask, why does God have a, you know, a diluting energy? You might, ask, might as well ask why there's God at all. We're just describing something that happens to exist. Hmm. There's no real why to it. Hmm. Um, you could you could try to talk about it in different ways, you know. 
if there's going to be light there, it's going to be dark. You know, you could try to satisfy the the, the intellect's need to fit everything, you know, between the, the ears. But um, what we know is there's a deluding influence. We're under it. We, we we you can you can try to figure out what it is. You can talk about it in different ways. You could analyze it from different so many different angles, material angles or whatever. This is a particular angle that you know we look at it from, which comes from the sacred text of the East. So, that said, um, in the um, in the Panchatattva, which is like five kind of features of the Absolute, then one of them is personified as Gadadhar, and Gadadhar represents that, that internal Shakti, the heat and light, so to speak, that's kind of like it's easier to think of the smoke as, as, as different from the fire, even though it's not different from the fire, because it's so much the appears to be the antithesis of it, but has no existence independent of the fire. It's easier to think of the spark as different from the fire, even as it's one from the fire, but it's harder to think of the heat and light as different from the fire, even though we can talk about it as such. So Radha is different from Krishna, but, but from another angle of vision, she's one with Krishna. There's no Krishna without Radha. So Radha personifies in the fullest sense that internal energy. And in the Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, where Krishna is coming as Chaitanya, it's complicated, but Radha is coming as Gadadhar. And coming to, in one sense to protect Krishna from what he's trying to do, to step into her bhava and see himself from that, experience himself from that vantage point. She knows that it will. It will be um, an overwhelming experience, as it was for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Gadadhar is there is, uh, as Radha in the role of gradually releasing her bhava to, to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and allowing him to, to step into it as he got her steps slowly to the background. From the very beginning, they were fast friends, both from similar age, from Brahmin families. Gradually, he becomes distanced as Mahaprabhu starts to, in, in the later years, enter into the bhava of Radha. This is Gadadhar letting it all happen. So, nothing, the, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's the purpose of his internal descent to experience himself in the vantage point of Radha would not have, he could not have done so without Gadadhar. So, he's the real hero. I mean, the different ways to talk about the heroes of, of, of Chaitanya Leela. Advaita is a hero. He brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the worship of Radha and Krishna, came from him. He found the deity of Madan, Madan Gopal, and then the, the deity came to him in a dream, Vrindavan, when he was visiting there, and came, the deity came in a dream and told him that to give himself, give the deity to a Brahmin in Mathura to worship, which he didn't want to do, but the Brahmin showed up the next morning and said, I had a dream, and the deity told me to come here. So he gave the deity. But he was forlorn and at the loss of the service of the deity, and the deity appeared in a dream that night to Advaita and told him, "Go into such and such place, and you will find a painting done by Vishaka of Krishna that was painted for Radharani." So he found this painting and he kept it and worshipped it. And then when um, I believe when Madhavendrapuri came and and uh, and, and he must initiated it way he told him to draw have a similar picture of Radha painted 
So, you know, Gaudiya Sampradaya sometimes is thought that's the beginning of the worship of Radha and Krishna. Hmm. Of course, he brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world, and he's Radha and Krishna. Hmm. That's why he's called the Dvaita, because he made the two one. Radha and Krishna. So there's different ways to talk about the heroes of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. What would we do without Advaita? How would the mission would have been successful? Nityananda Prabhu, of course, began the Sampradaya without any, before any books were written, who was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so forth. He just declared that he should be worshipped and he was so powerful that people believed him. And so it started, the worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and uh, then his associates, Nityananda's associates, began initiating in Bengal and so forth, and and uh, much to the pleasure of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this whole sampradaya or lineage was was set in set in motion. There's no one, of course, in Gorlila who has done more to bring attention to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the fact that he is the giver of um, Madhurya Ras to the world, Nityananda Prabhu. Out of his Sakyabhav, this is what he's done. It's very interesting. Out of the Sakyabhav of Nityananda Prabhu, the Madhurya Bhav that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu embodied became dis- wide, widely distributed more than by any other means. If you look and see through the, at the dissemination, you'll understand carefully, historically. You'll understand, of course, from the very beginning he did so. As I say, Bajagoranga Kahagoranga Lahagoranga Namure Yejana Goranga Bhaji Sayamar Prana. He would fall at the feet of people, beg them to worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he was no. No, no person to dismiss very easily. Hmm. Uh, to follow him would be extraordinary. But he was pointing to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In wide circulation, as I say, he, he in the heart of his last disciple, Vrindavan Dastak, who appeared to him to write Chaitanya Bhagavad. What would we know about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu without that? And he, also he came in the dream to Krishna Kaviraj and gave him permission to go to Vrindavan and in effect, blessed him the right Chaitanya Charitamrita, which would be his destiny. There he said, all your desires would be fulfilled. It's the next line. And then enter into Vrindavan, Nartam sings, for the grace of Nityananda Prabhu. So, so he had, so he, he's very... Of course, interesting figure as Balaram, he can't directly participate in the in the romantic affairs of Krishna, but in Gorli, he can directly participate in them by way of circulating them, disseminating them, bringing other people into them, hmm? turning people into gopis. <laughs> so he's enjoying that that facility. But this is his, this is not that he's not a, has to, not a gopi. He doesn't desire that. He has sakiras for Krishna. So out of his sakirasa. Gopi Bhav is going everywhere. No, 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 no one has circulated to spread it wider than Nityananda Prabhu. And we see a modern wave of Nityananda Prabhu in the person of Om Vishnupadisi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, my beloved Guru Maharaj, who took even to around the world this um, um, dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So um, that's his. Heroics, if you will. Well, where would we be without Nityananda Prabhu? And then Gadadhar. Hmm. Right. Where would it be? Shaitanya Mahaprabhu would not have been successful in his mission to take, to step into the shoes of Radha without Gadadhar, who, who, who stayed with him his whole life and and um, kind of protected him from himself and put him ultimately in the hands of Ramananda and Swarup, Damodar, and himself stepped out of the picture. So... 
we find that the the uh, the kind of uh, positive negativity in Gadadhar Pandit. Mm-hmm. He, as much as negativity by negativity, I mean like the sacrificing rather than than enjoying, like the like the the negative pole uh, rather than the positive pole, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, sacrificing, self-giving. Uh, this is this is Radha. She is the Swaha of the Gopal Mantra, of course. That's uh, explaining Gopal Tapani Upanishad. If if Swaha means sacrifice, it ultimately comes to Radha, who's the personification of love. Sacrifice, love is born from the womb of, of sacrifice. So, Pujapachrita mm-hmm. Murchis to say that in, in his early life he was, of course, a religious person from a Brahmin family and he um, he had an attraction to Ram Chandra and the Ram Leela, where the Godhead in that Leela is a very dignified person, royalty, and uh, very morally stout and uh, so dedicated to Dharma. That if you follow it, you know this person's God. No one could be like that. <laughs> no one could be so so morally um, correct. It's it's almost painful to see how morally uh, upright is is Ram, from which you're supposed to understand he's God, and then appreciate the relationship between him and Hanuman, which is the entry into his 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 realm, following the role of of Hanuman. Anyway, so. Krishna, in contrast, of course, especially in the Brajlila, doesn't appear to be very morally upright, and he appears overtly to be polygamous, whereas Ram is, the, is praised and, and thought to be virtuous for his ekpatni vrata, his vow to marry only one wife as, as a king, which was a, was a, uncommon. He actually, the Vedic literature extols the virtues of monogamy. You might not know that. Even Krishna, of course, is only an appearance of of polygamy. In fact, he's dedicated only to Radha, and the other gopis are all manifestations of some aspect of herself personified. Just to just to when he suit that mood suits him, there's the personification of a, of a certain mood of a heroine. There's I don't know 360 types of heroines in the Indian aesthetics, and I think what 96 or 92 heroes. So Rupakaswami shows in Ujjwalilmani how Krishna is the personification of all those heroes. All the, all those heroes can be found in him. And Radha is the personification of all the her- heroines. So there, there's only an illusion of of many for the sake of rasa. Mm-hmm. But, um, and also I give the example sometimes that uh, the uh, the the in, in, the, in the Hindu pantheon, all the gods and goddesses have some type of a carrier. So the carrier of the of Cupid, Kamadev, the god of love, is a pig, is a is a parrot, the green parrot. You can see them here. And um, the reason behind this, of course, is that, that this parrot um, always they 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 they, they pair up. <laughs> they they are always they have they're, they're monogamous. Hmm? And the two always stay together. Hmm. And then, in the end, when one dies, very shortly the other one dies thereafter. Hmm. So, you wouldn't know it, but at least in Indian aesthetics, Cupid is an advocate advocate of, of, of monogamy. <laughs> uh, 
something beautiful in that. Right? Mm. Takes it deeper than than the surface. So, <clears throat> uh, so uh, the appearance of Krishna's um, licentiousness and um, and enjoying spirit. Mm-hmm. Was not as uh, appealing to Krishna as the sacrificing spirit we see in Ram, and and more so in Radha. But he, he came to that later when he understood Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And this is an interesting point. You might you might uh, recall that uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Uh, I sometimes have likened him to the first Western convert. Um, he grew up with. Um, some distaste for the Bhagwat in terms of how he had heard about it. Not that he had necessarily had a chance to even look at it, perhaps. Uh, but when he when he got a chance to finally get a copy of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, then seeing the Bhagwat and Krishna through the eyes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was a, who was who was the sacrificing, is Krishna stepping into the shoes of Radha, and then the sacrificial sacrificing nature of Radha, and then he became. Well, I'm mixing things up here. Shudra Marjan and Bhaktivinoda. Bhaktivinoda became attracted to the Bhagavad. Shudra Marjan, similar, similar way, when he saw Krishna through the eyes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who was the sacrificing end of the equation. Of course, as I say, sometimes if you have the sacrificing, which is very endearing to us, the giver, and so forth, um, you have to think through that because he's got to be giving to somebody. So there needs to be a taker, there needs to be a center in which the love is reposed. And just happens to be such that that center is 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 a taker. When the context of taking has the power to give and support the circumference, like the stomach takes the food and supports the rest of the body, like no other other place and no other destination in the body can. So even the enjoyer is is a giver. If you look at the whole whole picture, but um, the point I was making as an aside. Is that um, even at the time of Sridharmarsha, prior to that, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he had a hard time, you may not know this, but he had a hard time getting a hold of a copy of Chaitanya Charitamrita or the Bhagavatam. In those days, um, although the printing press had been invented in Europe, when was that? I don't know. Hmm? 1500s. So um, then the British took over Europe or India for a couple hundred years and you know, the state of the printing press in India was not as far along as as was the uh, the, uh, the printing industry, the publishing industry in Europe. And the sacred books, for that matter, were um, kept in the temples, read by the Brahmins to the people, rather than people everybody having their own book. It's hard to think of today because books are just so much everywhere and available. Even in my own time, I remember that it used to be to get published by a publisher was like, wow, your book got published. Until self-publishing, when we st- started the Chaitanya Sangha, I used to publish a magazine called Clarion Call quarterly. And this was in like the mid-1980s when the term New Age came out and whatnot. So we had a magazine that was... There were a number of magazines coming out, Yoga Journal, New Age Journal, and so forth. Ours was out there in the newsstands. Mm. 
And um, we used to get bombarded with books in the mail, constantly books coming, because that was the dawn of self-publishing in the Macintosh computer also. And so people were publishing all this rubbish. Absolutely. And they wanted us to review the book, you know, review the book, review the book. Yeah. There's a magazine, send them our book. Yeah. I just couldn't believe the rubbish. And where the, how the publishing industry, which used to be a vertical industry, like, we're going to check it out. If this book has value hmm, in, in terms of the content, it's going to be published. When that started to turn more and more, if, if it can make money, hmm, so we'll publish it. Hmm. Um, until you could publish it yourself and sell it and whatever. So it's from a from a quasi brahminical industry to totally a Vaisha industry, and so it was it was it was disappointing for me to see that. But anyway, at the time of Bhakti Vinod, it, it was very hard to get a book, hmm? and Bhakti Vinod recognized this. So when he read Chaitanya Charitamrita and saw understood the Bhagavad and Krishna through the lens of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then he set out himself to publish uh, books. Bhakti Mila published more books than had ever been published to date hmm? in terms of number of books and the quantity of books, the whole Gaudi Sampradaya. Hmm? I mean, that's why this, you can hear some emphasis on Siksha, hmm? because there, 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 there was Diksha going on, but there weren't any books available. People didn't know them. Some of the teachers didn't know them that well either, or taught them in ways to sometimes manipulate students and so forth, use them for their purposes, and um, and so on. So it was a huge thing what he did. Huge. We can't really fathom it so much, but you try to. Try to understand what, what, what and then 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 Bhakti Siddhanta coming after that with a with a, so many magazines coming out a bi-monthly and a, and a weekly and a daily Nadi Prakash yeah and so forth hmm. it was a big thing hmm. but um, <clears throat> but. Um, but Gadadhar, as the as the Radha, if you will, of of Krishna of Gorlila, very much personifies the the, the 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 sacrificing nature of of Radha, stepping out of the way that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Krishna could do what he came to, came to do. So he gave the final blessing. So he's the great hero in that sense of of Gorlila. The final final verses of Chaitanya Charitamrita, of course, are the Shikshastakam. In the last verse of the Shikshastakam, Krishna says, and this verse was spoken by Radharani. And then you faint. It's done. He did it. He did it. Krishna stepped into the Bhava of Radharani. Now we'll be speaking. These are the words of Radharani. Now we're back into Krishna Leela, where it all started. It's incredible. <laughs> Very incredible, and this uh, uh, all possible by Garadhar getting out of the way, so the negative, so to speak, receding to the background, which is which is really a, a, a positive, right? Hmm? The giver. When you receive the gift, 
what stands out more is the giver than the gift. Right? People give me socks and soap and things like that. Whenever I use the soap, I think of them. Socks, whatever it is, I think of them. <laughs> so, something about Gadadhar. Very important person in, uh, in Gaurila. It's complicated theologically because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Radha and Krishna combined. How can Gadadhar be Radha? But it's a, it's a, it's a, he's a Radha and Krishna combined in progress, in process. It's Krishna stepping into the Baba. Of course, in Nadia, when he begins his Leela as a Vaishnava, that, 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 that's one thing. Hmm. But when he steps really into sannyas and leaves Navadvip, then becomes a teacher. A teacher and a teacher by example. So, if he, he's he's perfect. Hmm. Going to the house of Sri Vastakur at night in the mood of Radha stealing into the night to meet with Krishna. Hmm. At the end of the Pradosh Leela, and on, extending on into the Nisha Leela, then the Kirtan, Shiva's uncle in the courtyard of Shiva's. We talked a little bit about this last night. This is the then the this Kirtan is the, the Rasa Leela and so forth. Mm. So, um, but and nobody could get in. The, you know, only only the internal associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could could take part in that. But then some pious people mm. who from a distance uh, on the Ganges bank worshipped that. He came out for them, right? And Chaktvasa do said his rape to the Rajalakshmi. Dharmishtari Bhutasayaragadaranyam. Mayam Rigam Daita Hipsit Manvadabad. Bundi Mahapurushati Charanaravindam. For those people he came. He gave up Lakshmi, Vishnu Vishnu Priya. Took sannyas. Went to the forest of Maya. The dark forest of Maya to deliver the people. So uh, the verse, a verse from the Bhagavatam there, um, and um, and that is Krishna in his Acharya Leela. So he's 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 teaching as he says in the Gita. One should by example, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, much more than by precept taught by example, the way in which he converted Sarvabhauma Bhattacharya, Venkatabhatta, Prakashan and the Saraswati, for example. So these were big people in the Indian Hindu uh, landscape. They were huge people. Sarbhuma Bhattacharya is, 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 is mentioned in the Encyclopedia Britannica. He was the greatest logician of all times in India. I mean, this was, these, were, these were big people. Prakashananda Saraswati is described as having 60,000 sannyasi disciples in Benares. To be, to be famous in Benares as a Mayavadi is to be a big Mayavadi. Venkatabhatta <laughs> was like the head priest of the Ramanuja Sampradaya. These people were converted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sarvabhuma by, by silence. Venkatabhatta by joking. Prakasananda Saraswati by the humility of just sitting down and washing the feet of the sannyasis who came in. This way, he created teachable moments. Then, then he did give some siksha to them, but his example is what swayed them. 
then, of course, he taught Rupsanathan in the neighborhood, so many books and so forth and so on. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very much taught by example. That's what his so his sannyasis. He's becoming now Krishna's become an acharya. So this is his leela as an acharya teaching, and typically an acharya will will write a dissertation on Vedanta and establish his lineage with a particular interpretation of the Vedanta Sutra. But Mahaprabhu, of course, didn't do that. He left that to his followers. And as such, he taught more by his example. I mean, he didn't even have to teach. He just was. And people were converted. <laughs> mm. Mm. Just by looking at the blessing. What was to be there? Vishnu Vrindabandas laments in Chaitanya Bhagavat. He had missed it by like a generation or so or half. No. Oh. But um, as he goes to Puri, then and then begins touring and so forth, and ultimately retires in Puri, he's teaching by his example. He he's a public figure doing Nam Sankirtan, and then Nam Sankirtan takes him within. Now he he turns into a private person by the force of Kirtan. Mm. The way he conducted himself publicly, it it, it um, drove him to be an internal person. Incapable of functioning in relation to the public and teaching. In the end, all he could do was mumble, hmm. Hmm. And wail, and weep, and pass out. Hmm. He couldn't even bring him into the public. What had become of him? Who could understand? But Gadadhar understood from the start that's what's going to happen to him. <laughs> what he wants is like this. The palm of Radha is very, very heavy, so. He was always with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he's 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 pursuing that systematically. That's the leela, and if we study it carefully, then we learn how to pursue that. And uh, and so the Gambira, he lived in a small eight by what eight by six room or something like that, stone room, no windows. It was such a big idea in such a small place. Hmm. Big enough to drown the whole whole world. Hmm. And, and so, in this private life of private and internal life, incapable of being a public person, um, from there, then, if we follow him, we end up in in Navadweep and Shribasangam. Hmm. We get access to. So he's showing the way to enter there, which is non different from Radhaban, right? Or enter into the with the heart of Mother Mongol, <laughs> as we were saying last night. Facilitate the love life of Radha and Krishna. So, and as I say, Gadara was with him. He, when Mahaprabhu left, Gadara went with him. When, Gadara, when Mahaprabhu took up residence in Puri, Gadara made a vow never to leave Puri. Hmm. It became problematic when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left Puri for some traveling. Gadara was going to go with him, and Mahaprabhu said, You can't break your vow hmm. on my behalf, and all my religiosity will be blemished in the eyes of the people, and they won't listen to me. And I've taken sannyas so that they can create a teachable moment. Very touching between him and Gadara. Hmm. But ultimately, Mahaprabhu, of course, 
did retire there in Puri, and um, and there he used to hear every day the Bhagavatam discourse from Gadadha Pandit. Now imagine what kind of Bhagavatam class Radharani could give. In the Aprakat Nityalila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Nabadweep, and Gadadha Pandit is giving the Bhagavat discourse every day in Nabadweep. It's a very complex theological uh, concept, the whole Leela and the complexity of the divinity. But you would expect God to be pretty complex. (laughs) Just go to to, to, to Vaishnavism and you'll you'll, uh, experience probably more complexity than, than, than anywhere else. But it's very beautiful and charming at the same time. Kadara Pandit Ki Jai. Shiman Mahaprabhu Ki Jai. Anything else? No question. Uh, in the tenth chapter of the Shiman Bhagavatam, uh, the fifteenth chapter, mm-hmm. right after the Denakasura Lila. Fifteenth chapter is the Denakasura Lila. Uh, where Krishna and Balram, uh, or Krishna is uh, talking about. Balaram and glorifying him. You've mentioned uh, before how there are two levels of his joking, but being also true in glorifying Balaram. And uh, I'm not quite sure what the second level of uh, the joking might be. Mm-hmm. Well, truth is said, and said truth is said in jest. So. So Krishna is in that that chapter is in the beginning of the chapter, the onset he's glorifying Balaram. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything that he says about Balaram is true about himself. Mm-hmm. So in one sense he's speaking about himself but doing it politely by glorifying Balaram. But at the same time there's truth in jest, so what he says about Balaram is also true. Mm-hmm. Everything he says about Balaram is also true. But the fact that he's that, that that in a covert way he's speaking about himself as well. This is of course the beginning of the Poganda Lila, when Krishna becomes a coward boy. And Balaram now starts to take a significant role. Hmm. Um, so Krishna's there so uh, when Krishna gets to the end of his his um, um, eulogy, glorifying Balaram in the last verse he speaks about Madhurya Rasa. Hmm? He glorifies Balaram in terms of um, the um, the uh, um, love of the gopis, which applies really more to himself. Balaram has gopis, that's true, but what Balaram's really about is his friendship with Krishna. Hmm? That's the really the, the main focus of the lens of the Goswamis through which we look at Balaram. Not his, his romantic life is a, is a, is a secondary thing. Hmm. Bhaktisiddhanta refers to it as Maryada Marg rather than the, than the Rag Marg. It's certainly not Parakya. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole other elaborate explanation that, to go into that I won't at this moment. But um, So, the end of the joke, the eulogy is is and just and, and 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 fortunate are the gopis who you know who have the 
relationship with you that even Lakshmi wanted. But Lakshmi didn't want to dance on or sit on Balaram's chest. She wanted, right? She wanted to have romantic rendezvous with Krishna. So that's why he's actually also speaking about himself and more so about himself. But that's not to say that what he says about Balaram is not true. They are a combined avatar, Krishna and Balaram. They're twins, practically, Jiva Goswami says. They have the same markings on the bottom of their feet. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, of course, Balaram is Krishna. Balaram is God, but he's, he's Krishna is the, is the uh, what is it, Savior and Sevaka. One is the served, and the other is God as the servant. So Balaram takes the latter, latter position. And that's, of course, a, a very elaborate subject, his different bhavas and so forth. But the other joke, the hasya, rasa, that's being, uh, it's, 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 the joke within, within the hasya rasa is, is that what's happening is that, is, that, is that Krishna is preparing the gopas who are not privy to and who do not participate in his romantic life, hmm? preparing them to stay with Balaram hmm? while he goes off on the excuse of checking out the forest or meeting with an astrologer every day. There's a different excuse. Hmm? He goes with Madhumangal Subal and his Narmasakas. Hmm? So they are smiling. They know that on another level what he's doing is he's glorifying Balaram in such a way that the other gopas will be content to stay with him hmm, while Krishna exits momentarily, hmm, which turns into be several hours of in- romantic intrigue. Hmm, hmm, and they become so... And then the others are... Then Balaram now takes the position of this, uh, really the full position of being served hmm, and all the cowards pass through the forest and whatnot with him. It's, it's very um, consuming for them. And then Krishna, of course, reappears after some time. And it appears to them as they were so absorbed in serving and tasting sakiras with Balaram, it seemed like only a minute Krishna was gone. But then they look at the sun, they realize he's been gone for quite some time. What were you doing? So the conversation begins. And then he has to explain himself further. It's, it's, so there's a subtle humor there. Krishna's saying one thing, the humor is, well, he's really, ta- he's really trying to get, make an arrangement to, to exit. Mm-hmm. So that be, because um, they've sat, they've eaten. Mm-hmm. I mean, he satisfied the hunger. They've been playing for some time. Danishta comes, brings food from the house uh, cooked by Nanda, by Yashoda and Rohini and so forth. And um, there they are eating picnicking, and Krishna gets up and makes an ex- makes, starts to make an excuse to leave, glorifying Balaram. And, you know, can you believe it? Madara, that Madhumanga will get up and before the meal's over. Mm-hmm. So, such is the romantic life of Krishna that he's participant in. Mm-hmm. Krishna's sympathetic for the hunger of the gopas, and meanwhile he has a hunger for, the, for, for uh, making... A, a uh, uh, connecting with with Radha in in broad daylight, 
this is very difficult. Uh, you need some friends to help him with that. So that's the second level of the, of the humor, if you will, that the Narmasakas will pick up on. They know, oh, this is what he's actually doing here. Hmm. And with, with an appearance of glorifying Balaram, which is true, but so you understand? So he's, he's preparing the boys by glorifying Balaram to, to stay with Balaram. Krishna Balaram ki jai, Sri Sri Varamadava ki jai, Gaur Nitinanda ki jai, Gaur Bhakti Vrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande, Vanchakalpatru Vyascha, Kripasindu Vyavacha, Patitanam Bhavne Vyashna Vibhanamonama, Anantakoti Vashna Vrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanande, Srila Guru Maharaj ki jai.